Uh, as you know, uh, during this month is the month of stewardship where we take some time to look at heart, uh, talent, time, and treasure in terms of the stewardship of our lives. And today I want to spend some time reflecting with you on the great gift of time that God has given us. I don't know about you, but when I was young, um, and again, I know that's a relative term. I won't uh, define it with this uh, august group here. But when I was young, it j time just seemed to go on like forever. It would just seem like uh, the day would never get over. Sometimes it would get really boring. But as I uh, have grown older, um, it just seems like time flies by. It just seems to go quicker and quicker and quicker. And so the gift of time uh, from God is an incredible gift that each of us have. Um, along that line, I'd like to share with you the following true story. John Wimber, who was the founding pastor of the Vineyard Churches, uh, shares the story of a wonderful woman of faith by the name of Margie Morton. And she had been faithful in his church in so many different ways. She suffered with brain tumors over a number of years, and her condition worsened. John was praying for her one day and felt God saying to him, you taught Margie how to live, now you must teach her how to die. This was a very difficult thing for John Wimber to hear from the Lord, because uh, John had an incredible ministry of healing and worship, uh, among other gifts. And so for God to speak this to him, first of all, was a, a very strange thing for him to hear from God, and also a very difficult thing for him to listen to, and yet he obeyed. The doctors wanted to do treatment that might extend her life. Um, it wouldn't extend her life that much, but it would cause her to suffer a lot, these additional treatments. When John heard this, uh, and after God's word to him that he heard from the Lord about Margie, he shared the following. He suggested her, to her that her time might be better spent at home with her family, sharing their love for one another instead of continuing to fight the cancer. And that's exactly what she did. After eight weeks and a final prayer with her family, she took a shower, put on a new nightgown, and declared, I'm going to meet my king. And she did. You know, the reality for uh, us as believers is that death is really not an end, but it truly is a new beginning. It doesn't mean that death is not a difficult thing to face. It does not mean that each person in their own way struggles with death, and especially the death of loved ones, and especially the death of somebody that is young or goes before their time. But for the believer in Jesus Christ, death is really a new beginning. It is that. And also death is one of the best teachers about life, truly. Um, in Psalm 90, verse 12, we read, teach us to number our days that we may grow in wisdom. Teach us to number our days that we may grow in wisdom. And basically what Psalm 90, verse 12 is saying to you and me 
is that if we were able to number our days and to realize that however long the number of our days are on earth, they are short compared to eternity, that we would gain wisdom. Again, I would invite you to do this exercise sometime this week. Go to the Gulf and pick up a grain of sand in your hand. If you're able to get to just one grain, it could be a couple of grains, it could be three grains, but try to get to just one grain. And then as you have that one grain of, your sand, of sand in your hand, look at the Gulf beach full of grains of sand and, and envision underneath the ocean's floor all kinds of sand there as well. And realize that that grain of sand in your hand is like your life here upon the earth compared to the grains of sand of eternity. And I hope that gives you a picture. I hope that gives you a glimpse of what it means for you and I to, to begin to number our days that we might grow in wisdom. You know, earlier in, the, in this psalm, in verse 10, it says, we may live 70 to 80 years. And some people here in Naples, that's like you're just getting started, right? Uh, the joint replacements, the surgeries you guys go through, the things that you're planning to do. I mean, you take a licking, but you keep on ticking, right? You just keep on going. You're like ever-ready bunnies, 80s, 90s, 100s, and you're still going strong. And that's part of the gift of this place as well, the warmth and the beauty and being out and about, and it's a wonderful thing. But in the psalm, it says, we may live 70, 80 years, and they quickly pass by. It's like they fly away. Again, you can tell this is an older person talking in the psalm. But if we number our days correctly, we realize how precious life is, how short it is, and what a gift from God that it is. And once we realize that, we begin to gain a heart of wisdom. Because if we begin to appreciate the grain of sand that is in our hand and how few and short our days are, we begin to realize that however many days we have left are precious, that they are a gift from God. And the way that we use them is incredibly important, what we say to people, how we connect with them, the choices that we make at this time in our lives are especially important in relationship to our family and our friends and our legacy. Life is a precious gift infused with divine purpose, and that's why the psalmist says in Psalm 90, verse 12, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. You know, people that have had near-death experiences, it seems to me, when they come back to life, at least based on the stories that I've read, have gained that heart of wisdom. To a person that I've read about who has died and come back, the person that they were before their near-death experience and the person that they are after their near-death experience are like two completely different people. They're not the same person because they've been to the other side and they realize that it is real. 
And when they come back, because they know that it's real, they are a different person and they live a different life. They, to a person, say that they've been spared for a purpose, that they've had an experience of God, that in some way they have repented for the life that they had lived up to that point, and that they realize they have a destiny. For the most part, people that come back after a near-death experience realize that they're not done with their life yet, and that that experience, which has only been granted to a very few, is that they might come back and live their life differently. They also pursue that purpose with all that they have. There's been a change in them inside and out. And there's a passion about their life that they never had before. They realize that their time is short. They realize the second gift of life that they've been given, almost like a resurrection. And so there's a pursuit in their purpose of life like never before. And something else about people that have been through near-death experiences that is this, love motivates their purpose. There's a love about their life. There's an honoring of relationships and an honoring of their time and an honoring of how they're touching other people that has transformed them. And they have a relationship with God and also a relationship with other people that they never had before. And they're changed and they're different. In fact, I don't know about you, but as I've read these stories, that is one of the things that's amazed me. It speaks to me about the authenticity of the experience. It isn't as I, you know, some scientists say, well, you know, they didn't have oxygen, they were just hallucinating. I'm sorry but it doesn't explain the change that happens in their lives. It doesn't explain the vision that they have and the purpose with which they pursued it. Um, Being oxygen-deprived does not explain the incredible love that they have in their life. What it speaks to me is the reality of their otherworldly experience that has transformed them and changed them and is a gift to all of us who will, who will never have that experience. I mean, I'm grateful for these people that come back. You know? It, it says to me, our faith is not in vain. That there is a reality that we preach about and we talk about in faith, but people who come back after an NDE have experienced the other side and they said, oh, it's real. This place is real. It's not a joke. It's for real. And that encourages me. Tom Severinsen's near-death experience occurred when he was helping a mentally ill vagrant. He saw him along the road, and he was trying to help him out. The mentally ill vagrant severely cut him with a knife and struck him with a rock and left him for dead. And he was dead for a period of time. He shares, they say your life flashes before your eyes when you're near death, and it does. I felt the Spirit of God searching through my days, looking at my life through the lens of eternity. Did you hear that? Looking at my life through the lens of eternity. That's exactly 
how God's going to look at it because God is an eternal being. I saw myself standing before the judgment seat of Christ. And I knew from the Lord's look in his eyes that he was saying to me, how much love did I pour out to you? How much of it flowed out of you to others? I felt convicted and asked the Lord for the chance to go back and get life right. And obviously, from this story, God answered his request and gave him a second chance. Time is a gift from God. Your next breath is a gift from God. How many people do we know, especially in our season of life? We see them, everything's fine, they go to bed, and they've gone into eternity, or something happens totally unforeseen. And it happens with the young as well. We do not know when our hour will come. But the good news in all of this is our God is a God of second chances. <laughs> However old you are right now, you might be 70. You might be wishing you were 70 again. <laughs> you might be 80. You might be 90. I don't know how old you are. All I know is you guys look a lot younger than your actual chronological age. Wherever you are with your time right now, hear this. Our God is a God of second chances. He is. And you don't have to die and come back to life to apply this message to your life. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Teach me, O Lord, to number my days that I might gain a heart of wisdom. So, Lord, as we gather here in this place and as we reflect on the reality of the very precious gift of time that you've given us, and, Lord, I know for myself, and maybe there's others here as well, that there are a few times earlier in my life that I really should have been dead. You know, the truth is, Lord, I know and you know I really shouldn't be here right now, but I am because of your mercy and your grace. And I know the same is true probably for some people in this sanctuary because of your merciful love and deliverance. We pray right now for the grace that we would be able to number our days, that we would be able to realize the gift of life that you've given us, that we may gain a heart of wisdom and begin to live our life with freedom and with love, with a sense of purpose and the energy of the Holy Spirit from this moment on like never before. Lord, we thank you for the gift of our lives, and we pray that we would use them for the honor and the glory and the praise of your name. Amen.